Welcome one, welcome all. We are live this evening on Very Flow Upstream number 53. Here with a slightly modified cast, uh, both Alex Bass, Brandon Orr, and Darius Stokes were unable to make it this go around. Looks like they have lives or something. I, I don't know what else people do on Wednesday nights, but they weren't able to make it. Luckily, though, we were able to bring in some of our editors here. We have Matt Lawrence and as well, Dolan Crump. How are both of you doing today? Doing great. Yeah, I'm doing great, man. Glad to be here. It's good to have you both on so you guys can get some FaceTime with us. Oh, I can't say FaceTime on a uh, BlackBerry podcast. <laughs> some airtime on us. On a, so it's pretty cool to have you guys on. I'm glad you guys were able to make some time for us. With us today as well, we have Jubair Asiel, who's our creative director. How are you doing in New York, my friend? I am doing well. I apologize. I'm man, finishing up my dinner, so um, don't you know? give me weird looks. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can, I can I'm totally judging you right now, Jubair. Totally, totally. And the hair. I mean, you need to comb that thing, man. Looks like a mop. Yeah, what about you, Chris? How's it going? What, what country are you in right now? Are you still in the U.S., or have you yeah. made your way back? No, I am in Arizona right now, and it is a balmy 109 degrees. Whoa. <laughs> Jeez, man. That is pretty hot. You know but what else? But it's a dry like? heat. Yeah, people always say that, but no, man. <laughs> it doesn't it's help. That doesn't mean a damn thing. I'll tell you nope, that right now. It doesn't. <laughs> it's funny because it's probably a dry heat, but your body is soaking. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of evens out there. So I want to get started. We have so much to talk about in actuality, guys. I mean, we were we've been off for about ten days. We wanted to wait to be able to do this podcast right after the earnings. So we could let it settle, see if there was any like hot news that came out of it. And it was a pretty interesting earnings call. We're going to close our stream talking about that in depth. But uh, let's go back about 10 days. BBM BlackBerry 10 beta update brought in private chat, quoting, and a couple other features which we'd seen previously, being able to add your status from the feed section. A lot of these features were previously on the BBM for iOS and as well BBM for Android prior to making the way to BlackBerry 10. Uh, any of you guys that have used or seen the beta features, what do you guys think of them? I, I, Dallin and I were kind of talking earlier in our group chat how, you know, BBM is so good, especially compared to messaging clients like Slack, right? Definitely a different demographic, but in terms of the features, there's a lot there. So uh, in terms of this latest BBM beta, I, I really kind of like the, the quote context, that you can quote a message and then kind of respond to that specific message this is something we've had in this, the feed section for quite a while. What are some of you guys' thoughts? Do you think BBM is kind of growing in the right way? We heard Chen mention it's a little bit hard to monetize it right now. What are some of you guys' thoughts? Well, I definitely agree that with Chen's assessment that it's, it's, it's challenging right now to uh, charge for um, BBM as it stands. They need to keep refining it. They need to keep building up its uh, portfolio and just making more of a compelling um, argument for people to subscribe to it via paid subscription with you know these features so it's great to see them that they're tacking them on and refining that process um, I know the um, quoting feature copy and pasting thing is a much needed um, feature so it's it's great to see that um, and yeah, you know, I mean they're sticking to the you know they're sticking to what they mentioned as far as like every two three months they're going to be making some you know the appropriate updates to uh, BBM. It's great to see them uh, continue to do so, and 
Um, well, I did want to mention one thing. I, I, I did. Um, I know like a couple um, couple of podcasts ago when I was on, we were talking about um, the whole idea about monetizing BBM and and just overall the the app gap or whatever with with BlackBerry. And I was reading some of the comments on uh, CrackBerry in regards to this update and the BBM beta and all this stuff. And uh, there was a lot of comments on there, just people just their resentment is like, oh, I'm never going to pay no matter what they add to BBM premium or whatever it is that they call it. I'm never going to pay for it. And it just kind of mirrored, uh, well, not mirrored, but it, it kind of just reflected my comments uh, early, uh, later in the podcast where, you know, I talked about how people just don't want to pay for anything. They expect all this stuff for free. And it's a, it, it's, it's like a, this worldwide, um, challenge for all these companies like the Instagrams and the, and the Twitters out there and the Snapchats where they're trying to desperately find a way they have this enormous value, but they still can't generate a significant revenue to justify how much their company's worth. And BBM is the same. I mean, people expect this company to have all these premium services and features and they want it all for free. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's not going to happen. I mean, we want the company to do well. We want the company to bounce back and, um, you know, remain relevant and strong. You know, it's they have to earn money somehow. And if they're, you know, putting all this uh, time and energy and, and resources into making BBN the best messaging service on the planet, which arguably it is, then it cannot be for free, you know, unless you're willing to be littered like Android uh <laughs> operating system with you know ads all over the place and, and even that even that's going to be a hard sell you know because you have to push so many ads you have to have so many users Chris right. what, what do you want to mention on that piece uh, just to Jabay's point it's basically a give and take relationship I mean you guys you got to give something back in order to be able to go ahead and keep that stuff that you like right I mean we see all of these companies snapchat and Foursquare, Swarm, whatever you want to call it nowadays, they have big valuations and they have tons and tons of users. And, you know, a lot of those companies aren't necessarily making money at this point. And realistically, some of them could just disappear, uh, you know, unless unless they actually start making money themselves. And, you know, I'm not saying that's exactly the same with BBM, but the long and the short of it is that there has to be a return on that that investment at some point in time like people do have to give back it's just like apps you know if you want apps on your platform you have to support the ones that are there financially otherwise people just simply lose the motivation for actually creating that content uh, yep. you know it, it's simple economics you, oh, you and, basically... and the other side the flip side to that Chris as well is that it's already declared that BBM is a standing pillar of division within the company it's one of their four strongest points so it's yeah, gotta have revenue. you gotta support it, and eventually it has to turn some money. Um, just getting off of that and going directly to to the actual BBM update. Um, I do have it. I have been using it, and I love the uh, the quote feature. Like Jabe said, it was desperately needed in there, and I especially like the fact that they added it to groups as well because. As I'm sure most of you guys know, if you use groups, it's hard to sort of keep track of things. People are always reading back and, you know, looking for for things that other people have said previously so that you can follow up on it. 
so having that quote feature in the groups uh, category is absolutely great. Um, the other thing is um, the addition of, of the, uh, the private messaging. I really enjoy that because as it stands, BBM protected is probably just a little bit too much for me. I don't necessarily need that sort of protection, and quite honestly, I find I find a lot of the integration actually annoying because you know how there's a setup process with it, which for some people hasn't necessarily gone the best, others it has. Uh, but you know, there you can add people to to approve lists and stuff like that. That's honestly just too much for me. I don't I don't want to have to really deal with that. Um, so I, I like the ability that I can just go ahead and pick somebody out of my list and have a private chat with them, and then as soon as that that chat is done, you know it's gone. You know I don't have to worry about it anymore. It it was private. It was gone. Sure they could, you know, take a screen cap or whatever, but it disappears from both people's devices when you're done, and that's good. And it only costs ninety nine cents for that subscription, which is significantly lower than a BBM protected subscription which again is just a little bit too much for me so I think I think those two options you know the the quote feature was desperately needed for for those that uh, you know wanted it and especially good in groups and I think the addition of the the privacy feature is really good as well for those people that is you know maybe maybe not necessarily interested in BBM protect it because it is a little bit too much to handle for them. You know, they don't necessarily need that much security, but they still want a sense of privacy. You know, that that's a good one, and you you can buy it for ninety nine cents each month. Yeah, it adds up, but you know, it's still, it's still that's, one of the that's the point, Chris. We needed to add up for BlackBerry. Yeah, exactly. BlackBerry needs it to add up on their end. So, what about you, uh, Matt? Do do you use BBM a lot in are the new features that are coming, are they enough to kind of keep you engaged on the platform? Like, Chris and I probably have, like, hundreds of BBM contacts, and, and I actually try to keep up with most, not all, but most of them, right? right. Even if it's just, just drop a line once or once in a while. How many people do you have on the platform, and do, and do you use it? Um, I do use it. I use it, actually, as my main chatting platform. Right when it went, uh, right went cross-platform, I actually told all my friends, I'm like, here's, like, the link to your respective app stores. I'm going to... You guys download it and use it, and uh, I'm not going to SMS anymore. So that was trying to trying to kind of boost uh, boost BBM in that way. Um, but I do use it. Um, I do not use any of the subscriptions, though. I will say uh, I don't really find them very vital at this point, and maybe even uh, a bit too much is what you like, like you said. But uh, I I think actually what BBM needs, and what I would actually pay for, and what other people would pay for, based on what I've heard from. Uh, other people that like I've started using other platforms is actually maybe uh, dare I say like a WhatsApp model. Give me the first year free, then give me everything else for like ninety nine cents or a dollar ninety nine a year, let's say. And people will just kind of pay for it. And every year when that subscription fee comes up, maybe maybe put like a list of the new features, right, or a list of the total features you're getting for that one ninety nine. And then people aren't sort of thinking they're getting nickel and dime to death when they see like each of these little packages of, you know, get a, like a custom pin or, you know, all the other new features. So That's a great point. I've mentioned previously that it seems like right now the BBM shop is a la carte. You kind of pick and choose what you want. But there does yeah. seem, need to be something that's kind of aggregated. Like give it all to me in one kind of payment. So I would agree. Maybe a different type of model in the future, maybe like a BBM Pro 
and then they kind of blur the lines here because we have these enterprise features of BBM too, right? So we have protected and BBM meetings, and it's all so disjointed right now. But Dallin, what are some of your thoughts on it? How much do you use BBM as opposed to maybe some other clients like Slack or maybe some other uh, messaging platforms? Well, I want to I want to touch off what uh, Matt said about maybe trying out the WhatsApp model. Is WhatsApp even making money off that model? No. And no, they're not, and they are starting. They made nineteen billion. <laughs> but it's it's not enough. I mean, it's not enough to make it profitable. So they're they're actually rolling out ads too, right? Aren't they? I I thought I read something about that. They're starting to tinker with with uh, with introducing ads. So. I don't know that that's necessarily the model that BlackBerry needs to make BBM profitable. I think the a la carte model is just, I mean, that's about, I think that's that's a good model. I think they can make it work. It's just, um, they, they, you know. I, I just um, think um, that BlackBerry hasn't done a great job on, and this is overall in general, um, with telling people the narrative of why BBM is the world's best messaging platform. Yeah. When you mention BBM to somebody, they're thinking 05, you know, BBM. They're not thinking the BBM what it is now. They don't know about message or track. They don't know about any of these new features. And it's yeah, like, and uh, from my personal experience, I struggle to get people to, to, to switch to BBM. Um, they're using, I mean, the majority of my contacts are actually using Facebook Messenger, right? Um, and, and so it, it's a struggle. Um, I do use BBM. Uh, both of my younger brothers actually have switched to, to Blackberries, um, which is great, and I chat with them, and we have a group set up. Oh, but speaking of groups, it, it features that I would like to see, and, you know, mentioning Slack, we were talking about that earlier um, today, but uh, Slack is just kind of like a glorified IRC client for, you know, for organizations, for businesses. So you, you, you set up channels, and their idea of channels is it's just, it's like an open chat. And it's scalable, so you can have 100 people that are a part of this channel, and they're all interacting and chatting with each other. I would love to see uh, BlackBerry expand the, the capacity of groups beyond the 30-person limit. Uh, I think that would be that would that might raise some eyebrows and actually get people to use that, organizations and businesses to use that as a collaboration platform. Um, especially the larger businesses. Yeah, for smaller businesses and smaller groups and, and teams within organizations, groups work fine in BBM, but I think that 30-person limit might actually be a roadblock for some people. I think it's a 50-person limit, but the, oh, the, same the same limitations are there. This is yeah. why I wish they did more development on channels, because you can have private channels, and imagine maybe you could interlink hey, some same channels. Well. There channels James. You're right, you're right. Okay, next up on our topic is we have... with Chris posted a poll on CrackBerry talking about you know what the, the true team BlackBerry aficionados would like. Would they accept an Android device? Would they hate it? Do they want a BlackBerry 10? Give us some of your feedback from the poll. I know you had a lot of votes. I know I voted. Who else voted? Anyone else here vote for it? I voted. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so biased. No, tell us, tell us some of the feedback on it, Chris. Well, I mean, obviously, when the question was a little bit of a playing devil's advocate because obviously most people would basically say that they don't want an Android-powered device. But uh, when it comes down to it, I mean, what the poll actually showed is that there are people out there who actually would use an Android device 
base BlackBerry as well, depending on how it actually played out in terms of, you know, like, will BlackBerry bring the hub over to their Android device? Or, you know, is it going to have the same fluidity in active frames and stuff like that? Um, so the actual outcome, was it, it ran down to 53.95% said, no, they don't want any sort of Android device. Um, on, you know, period. They just want BlackBerry 10 straight up. Uh, 25.32% said maybe they'll basically see how it all plays out. And 20.73% said that they'd all love to see a BlackBerry hardware coupled, coupled with the Android ecosystem, which is, you know, when I look at the numbers, I think, I don't want to call. I don't want to say anybody is a liar or anything like that. But I think realistically, if some of those people who said that they don't want anything but a BlackBerry 10 device actually end up getting a BlackBerry running Android, it might decidedly change their tune. Because as we know right now, you know everybody everybody uses. I don't want to say everybody because maybe that's not correct, but. I would say that the majority of BlackBerry 10 users have at least installed some Android apps on their device and are using it. So realistically, when I look at that poll, I think, yeah, BlackBerry users want BlackBerry 10, but they also want the apps to go along with it. So, you know, it's it's one of those things. Yeah, the poll turned out exactly how I expected it to be because, like I said, it, it was a pretty, pretty redundant question, but the answers... Um, people came up with were absolutely, absolutely amazing, and I put I put a lot of quotes in the in the actual post. Like some people said, "Why not offer both?" Um, you know, other people were willing to go ahead and allow BlackBerry to do it, but it wouldn't be something that they would purchase, even though they could totally understand it if BlackBerry did go ahead and do it. Uh, and then, of course, there was the people that were. Just downright no. BlackBerry 110%. Android would screw up the BlackBerry 10 experience entirely. So it was an inter interesting poll to see the outcome and and how how people basically viewed it. Uh, whether or not there there is an Android-based BlackBerry on its way, well, we're gonna get to that and discuss some of that. <laughs> Oh yes, we will. It, it, I think it, it's a good it's a good ironic point that you brought up that you sh there's a lot of people out there who are fastidiously against Android, you know, having anything to do with a BlackBerry device. Yet more and more, we see this cross-platform effort. John Chen made mention, you know, Android's like 83% of the market right now in terms of market share. That market share is tens of millions of people as opposed to my a couple million people, right, or my, you know, several million people, I need to expand to these other places so I can start making more money so my propensity is even larger outside of my own ecosystem. And as you mentioned, I mean, we have an Android runtime. We've had an Android runtime since Playbook. I mean, this is yeah. not something new to BlackBerry devices at all. And the fact that Windows is now being able to port those applications over some of those Android ones just kind of goes to show where the market is headed. Whether you like it or not, it seems to be a reality we're going to have to come to terms with. It's, as John Chen mentioned in his CNBC interview, how do I do it securely, right? So, Dallin, what are some of your thoughts on it? Do you think that the poll was kind of a true representation, or do you think that it was still one-sided, it being a Crackberry poll as opposed to maybe like a poll on Techno Buffalo or another site? Because I, I kind of feel like we'd still get the same readout. 
Uh, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, you, you have to understand the audience for the poll was mostly, you know, avid BlackBerry fans who follow the brand and, and uh, use Blackberries themselves. Um, but I, if Black, you have to keep in mind, if BlackBerry were to go that route to come out with some type of hybrid Android device or come out with a full Android device that's running BlackBerry uh, software, um, they're, I mean, they would be doing that to try to, to attract more users or attract users back. Um, and, and so, so you know, maybe those people weren't privy to the poll uh, and may have skewed the results in a different way. Um, I personally think that, that um, if they were to come out with a device that was using, you know, hypervisor technology where it was, you know, BB10, uh, as the core OS, but it's, you know, running a kind of a virtualized Android experience, I'd be intrigued by that, and I wouldn't mind trying it. But if it was just full-on Android uh, with some BlackBerry software on that, I'd probably take a pass on it. I'd probably want to stick with BB10, and that's my personal preference. But I'm always of the opinion that, you know, find the device that you want and get it. Find what works, what works for you and get it. Uh, and there's, I think there's a good chunk of the market out there that might at least entertain the possibility of an Android BlackBerry device. I do too. I, I think there's some people out there who, they, they like that keyboard, but they also like the ecosystem that they're now a part of, right? right. So it's, how, how do you get them back? Do you, do you port the keyboard over there, or do you build some kind of new hardware that maybe entices them? It's definitely something they got to be testing out. As part of that hypervisor potential solution, and as part of that article that I wrote about the future of Android on BlackBerry, some of the verbiage that we got when the QNX back in February, when they released the hypervisor news, they say verbatim in the article, we can virtualize BlackBerry 10, so we can take the QNX kernel and do the QNX neutrino again, so they can have two instances, kind of like BlackBerry Balance, where you've got two logical operating systems on one device. They mention the virtualization ability for Linux, and they specifically say Android. So... The question is, will the hypervisor come to mobile devices, or will BlackBerry solely use that hypervisor technology in things like automotive, where Linux is a prevailing factor for, for what they do over there in the connected car space? I mean, you can see the Tesla devices running a custom version of Linux you know, on their infotainment systems. So there's a lot to be said. With a hypervisor, you're going to run into the open handset alliance issues and the licensing, and, and, and really, how do you leverage that in? So while I agree with you, Dallin, I think that is the ultimate solution. I think there's going to have to be more work to be done before they can get something like that. And I don't know if it's maybe leveraging Android for work and saying, hey, let's build an enterprise partnership where we can securely load Android for you, but again, it boots up and all you see is an Android experience. And again, like you said, and I know this to be very true of you because you've gone across multiple devices, right? Either way, you're going to try it out. If BlackBerry builds an Android, I, I bet you're going to be the first one in our group who comes and gets it. At least test out and see what it's about, right? Yeah, my curiosity gets me every time. I always come back to, to BlackBerry, but I, I like to test the waters. And, I like your uh, curiosity, Dallin. I like well, curiosity. I, I like to speak from experience, not just um, you know. Oh, absolutely. So. Precisely. And Matt, what about you? You seem like a diehard, kind of BB10 guy, Canadian, and all that, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you, did you dabble on an Android device? Have you used maybe Windows or another platform to at least play around? 
Um, I actually, uh, before I even got a cell phone, I actually grabbed uh, an Android tablet and really enjoyed that. Um, and I will say I do have an iPad as well. I kind of mess around with some media on that and listen to my podcasts on there usually and, and stuff like that. So I do I do appreciate the other platforms in that they have apps and that they have, or like more apps rather, I should say, and that they have um, like larger install base. Uh, and, um, so that, you know, developers are more kind of keen to go on those platforms. Um, I will say that if done correctly, uh, I do think that if BlackBerry were to somehow have like uh, an Android base, right, and maybe have like a like a BlackBerry 10 uh, skin or something like that, where you know you have your hub and all that great stuff, if they do it right, I will say that I think it would be a great and an instant sell to companies because companies are like like BlackBerry is trying to sell them to, to sell devices to these companies, obviously these enterprises, and the employees are they do have a bit of a they do have a bit of like a force behind them in saying like no, I don't want. I don't want a BlackBerry device, like because like a lot of the people will use it personally as well for work and personal, right? So if they if they were to sell you, if BlackBerry comes to a company and says, "Here's this secure Android device, and your employees can use all their apps, and they can you know do all this great stuff," but there's like this BlackBerry, uh, say work mode or something like that for uh, for work, kind of like how Balance works now, or this is just straight up a secure Android, that might be an instant sell into several enterprises, and so they go to the employee and say. Here's your note. Here's your apps. Here's all that great stuff. You know, here's your device. And I think that would be an instant sell, especially to me. Even if the employee still didn't want a BlackBerry just because it's a BlackBerry, like some people say, unfortunately, I think that that would be some, uh, like a really big selling force behind it. I think I, th- I agree with you there, Matt. I think especially like in emerging markets where you know Android, the devices are just cheap, right? So they can get them. Maybe you build BlackBerry builds an Android device, and they can turn the tide on BYOD. Then they can go to a Cope model where it's a company-owned and purchased device that they give to you, but you don't have any qualms with it. It's not, oh, I don't have apps, or I don't have Instagram, I don't have this or that. And as you said, it kind of just gives you everything you want while also having the productivity suite and whatever BlackBerry can offer in terms of security as a layer there. Jubei, what about you, man? I want to hear your thoughts, because I feel like you're one of those you know, quintessential BlackBerry 10 guys. Yeah. Well, I think there's two conversations to be had. Uh, one is uh, the overall picture we're talking about. We're talking about the, the company as a whole and the future and their direction, their vision. We know that BlackBerry is uh, expanding into new markets and new areas, and we know that they're starting to accommodate and support other platforms. So all this talk about uh, BlackBerry uh, coming out with some sort of uh, Android hybrid shouldn't really shock anybody. I think, uh, <laughs> you know, you look at the QNX uh, division and how they accommodate, you know, the uh, other operating systems uh, for infotainment and all that stuff, CarPlay. Um, the evidence is, you know, BBM cross-platform, BES 12 supports everything. We're seeing the evidence of BlackBerry supporting everything. And, you know, this talk about you know, BlackBerry uh, should only stick to BlackBerry. It, it, it's 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 like, all right. Well, I mean, I I get it, um, but you can't really. What we and we mentioned this earlier. The bottom the, the the bottom line always for any company is for profit to make money, and BlackBerry has reimagined itself and realigned itself in a position to be relevant and very profitable for the future. All that, all the things that happened in the past, 07, 08, 
that's gone. And I think, you know, moving forward, people need to understand that BlackBerry is going to do whatever it takes to uh, become a critical uh, component of tomorrow's mobile uh, internet of everything. And that's just one part of the discussion I, I felt like I needed to say uh, because we're, we're looking at the details of certain things and people kind of lose sight of everything. And it's very important for fans to understand that BlackBerry today is not BlackBerry of yesterday. And BlackBerry today is not going to be the BlackBerry of tomorrow because, you know, we're still in that transition. Chen, and there's a lot of moves at BlackBerry acquisitions and things that are happening in the background that we're completely unaware of. And the company is still going to be transitioning in radical ways. And to be flexible, be nimble, be like the grass in the field. You know, you're rooted, but you can blow back and forth, you know, with the winds and, and, and change with the seasons. Um, not to be rigid and stiff and, you know, because you'll break, you know, when, when uh, the, the market changes. And, cause the, the be next like big, water. <laughs> yeah. You know, the next, no one knows what the next big thing is going to be. Right? I mean, it's, it's, it's such a random lottery. And BlackBerry is... You're, you're the next big thing. Like, don't yeah. even... You don't need to, you need to hide it. <laughs> so, uh, BlackBerry's um, intelligently positioned themselves where it doesn't matter what the next big thing is. They're going to be able to accommodate it. How? They're going to provide... And this is where the software element comes in. They're going to provide those, chan those channels and be a conduit in which they can provide these services and data collection and, and, and transmissions of, all, of enormous amount of information securely. Um, so Conduit. It's like we, we did something like that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried to slip it in there. Um, I'm glad you picked it up. We're so, we're so cutting edge, Jubei. I can't do that. <laughs> okay, so that's, that's like one side of the conversation, specifically as far as like that hybrid between uh, BlackBerry accommodating some sort of Android thing. I hope it happens. And I'll tell you why. I, I, I think that the, uh, the media and the market and the world needs to understand uh, how powerful, um, well, twofolded, how powerful uh, what BlackBerry can create is, and also the unification of, and this could be tagged onto the conversation about uh, app neutrality, uh, how, you know, we have all these different OSs and ecosystems, and everything's proprietary. And for a software developer, for someone who wants to develop an app, it's, it's just a headache to make you know, four or five different versions of an app and to stay on top of it and juggling it. Um, you know, BlackBerry seems to be on the, on, the, on the tip of the spear of trying to unify the experience for everyone. You mentioned, James, the, the, the number there, what, 83% of the market uh, Android commands? Yeah, something like that. Um, I'm, I'm quoting Chan, and he probably has no idea, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, Virtu, the company that uh, makes, those, uh, makes those really high-end, insanely priced luxury phones, they uh, converted over to Android OS. That's what they support because of the numbers. Chen is looking at the numbers, and the numbers reveal uh, what they reveal. And either you adapt and you accommodate and you grow with it, adaptation, or you can, you know, ice skate uphill and fight it. Um, I don't think that BB10 is going anywhere. I mean, that company invested everything into it. 
See, I hate I hate that statement though, Jube, because it is going somewhere. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. It's, it's going not to going away. It's not going away. There you go. Thank you, Dad. Ten isn't going anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I, I I should rephrase that. It's 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 going to a direction, a wonderful place <laughs> on the other side <laughs> of the rainbow, and uh, people. I I don't get people's, and I think it's really just coming from those hardcore fans. You know, if someone asked me if, if, if that survey, that poll uh, over at Crackberry was kind of one-sided, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's just... This is why I didn't ask you, you got the less than 1% hardcore <laughs> Blackberry enthusiasts in there. And if you go through the comments in this, you know, on Crackberry, this, they're, they're, they're sprinkled about, there are some that... Um, are kind of loose. They're like, you know what? This is cool. I'm, I'm kind of digging this new BlackBerry vibe of just supporting everybody and and you let me get that Andro Berry any day. Yeah, any anything. Day. Just throw it out the way. You know, BlackBerry can handle it, and and they're they're creating something that hasn't been done before, and um, I like that. Yeah, I I I, I like it. They need uh, to start. They need to start diversifying. That is for sure. Because, yeah. But they again, I think the poll kind of spoke to. The fact that you still have this core base that these people have been loyal for you for years and you cannot turn your back on them, right? Oh, you've, turned, you've turned the black with playbook, right? You've turned that back before. <laughs> you need to you need to dedicate and commit some time, even if it's a one year update. We need something. Keep it utilitarian. Keep it business. Keep it security focused. But you cannot turn your back on those users. I know there's so few of them these days, but hey, we're yeah. here and we love our devices. Throw your passports in the air, y'all. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what's going to happen with that culture. I. I. I don't know. Um, Some of them are just going to be totally upset and terribly pissed off, and they're just going to like, what the hell, BlackBerry? Why? Why are you doing this to me? And they're Again. still going to buy BlackBerry at the end of the day. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe, they'll, they'll right? buy BlackBerry devices you know? and then short the stock. You know, that's how it goes. <laughs> like, I said, like I said, some of the some of the diehard users who actually voted on that poll that said that they would absolutely not buy an Android device, I I'm almost guaranteed. Like I have no way to prove it, of course, but I guarantee that some of them would switch off their mind and just be like, yeah. It's BlackBerry. I'll try it. Yeah. I would totally pick it up and give it a go. And, I mean, when it comes to the poll, the poll was basically just to go ahead and create that conversation. I mean, right. the poll, looking at the numbers, the numbers are great. And, yeah, like everybody says, you know, the poll was a little bit silly. I, I fully admit that. But it did what it was supposed to do. It showed the numbers. It showed where people stand. And it created the conversation surrounding. Yeah, I think it's a great dialogue to to to, to have for sure. And yeah. way to go, editor in chief. You rock. Yeah, it, it needed to happen. I mean, you know, James, the Chris came that, on an upstream and was like, "Gotcha, <laughs> nailed it." The post that James did was absolutely amazing. And honestly, I looked at that and I was like, "I can't, I I can't come up with a better way to basically put this information out there than what James has already did." If I go ahead and do the exact same thing, it's going to be, you know, everybody's just going to be like, well, you, sh you should have read the Barry Flow post. I'm like, uh, let's just go ahead and create some conversation with it. So that's what it did. It created the conversation. And, you know. And look at us here talking about it now still, you know. Exactly. It, it, it definitely served its purpose. But, uh, you know, as part of this genuine conversation that happens, we have N4BB hosting speculation and things. <laughs> so, it, again, it, 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 it changes the conversation. So now we're talking a BlackBerry slider that it may not be running Android. The Venice, November 2015 with 
basically the LG G4 specs. I'd buy it. <laughs> it, it needs to run BlackBerry 10, but I'd buy it. <laughs> and then they came another rumor talking about a Prog, a low-end Z3 Leap-like device that's running Android. And I tweeted maybe 10 days before that post, Foxconn deal plus Android. Hello. You, 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 you get this five-year deal with Foxconn, yet you only build one device with them. Like, where's the, where's the logic there, right? Yeah. You, and you as going we know back the... to old manufacturers, but you have this new deal... Why aren't you leveraging it? So maybe John Chen in his mind has already laid out that plan, right? He's looked at the numbers, as Jubei mentioned, and he's like, we need to go Android. It's how we go Android, right? And again, if you go for that lower segment, you can pick up on what Matt mentioned, where you can just build this kind of nice full Android experience, maybe toss some BlackBerry experience apps on there, and you have that service, right? You can start stemming some of that BYOD and offer a BlackBerry solution to those who don't want to jump on BB10. Well, think about the emerging markets, right? I mean, that, that's, I think that's really where a, where a low-end BlackBerry Android device would thrive because BlackBerry, the name BlackBerry still carries a lot of cachet in, in the, a lot of those emerging markets. But, I mean, what's selling like hotcakes there? It's Android phones. So why, why not meld the two? Have a BlackBerry phone running Android or... Uh, having providing an Android experience, and you've got kind of the best of both worlds in a lot of people's minds. It almost makes too much sense, you know. What yeah. I mean? yeah, yeah. It's like I mean, we see it on on, on Bez twelve. I, you know, they they support it all, and it's like, well, why can't they make take that mobily? It's a, it's a good conversation to have. The thing is, like, how are you going to be competitive, right? Unless your the manufacturing costs are way down. It's just a volume game, right? So you're just going to increase your market share, maybe a percentage point here, percentage point there in key areas. But how do you really make money? And I think, as we've kind of mentioned in how John Chen seems to be aligning, it's let's build the value proposition of software behind the device so that whatever it is, we're not only going to put the device in your hand, but we can also monetize you on the services we're pushing through that device, which is very much in line with the legacy BBOS model, right? It's just the service revenue proposition is different. And I'm going to say propensity just because there's someone out there right now who's making fun of me for saying it. But BlackBerry does have a propensity to really nail that down. It's such a low-hanging fruit. And for all of us here, we're all very frustrated because BlackBerry has so much low-hanging fruit that is just rotting above their heads, right? And then it hits the ground and they step on it. You know, It's, it's insult to injury in some instances. But really, I think John Chen has the clarity and the wherewithal. He's not emotionally tied to the devices like a lot of us are, where he can make that business decision to say, absolutely, Foxconn, build me an Android device, and let me put my apps on it. So is not, any... Go ahead, Chris. Mm -hmm. Let's not forget that they added new partners directly after, as they announced during the earnings call, they added new partners. They added Compal, and they basically continued the Foxconn relationship, so... There's, there's something going on there in terms of, of what they're doing in, in production because you know all of these places aren't just building up classics and leaps and passports right now. So why are they making these relationships, you know? There, there's got to be something cooking there with, with, with when it comes to devices and new devices that could be hitting the market, so... I, I, I couldn't see, Chris, but I felt like you just dropped the mic. I, I felt <laughs> <laughs> 
I need a, like a, a chin with the eyebrow up. Can you smell it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we could we could find that image. We we'll put that out there. That'll be our next our next cast. It'll just be it'll be ten memes. The whole, we'll just go through the Crackberry thread and look at all the memes. But, <laughs> let's talk about ten dot three dot two, and let's also talk about ten dot three dot three, which was not necessarily announced, but it was acknowledged that yes, we are working on another forthcoming update. Maybe that's what's coming with the slider device. Maybe whatever devices we're going to see at the end of the year, maybe that's the OS that's running on them. And maybe that was just a silent, silent nod to us as BlackBerry fans where it's like, hey, don't worry. You're still going to have BlackBerry 10 on your devices. Yeah, yeah. Don't freak out quite yet. And, and, and again, John Chen's a smart guy. He's going to do it in a way that does, doesn't cannibalize his core business, which is, right now is BB10. That's the hardware they're selling. They've got no, no more old inventory. So what do you guys think? Is a slider device specced like a G4 going to be enough for people to latch on to? Or do you still feel like the specs are a little bit, you know, like a quarter or two behind? Well, you already know where I stand with, with specs. I, specs is all a gimmick to begin with, uh, mostly. I mean, you, you obviously need enough to um, keep your... Uh, operating system, the UI, everything about your operating system experience optimum, um, but outside of that, it's just unnecessary and excessive, and it's just ridiculous. You look at some of the stuff that Apple still puts out on their latest devices, and everyone knows that well, Apple's always been accused of having uh, these devices that are catching up to the rest of the industry, but does it matter? No, they still sell by the by, you know, by the loads. Millions upon the millions yeah, upon. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So they've actually defied that spec race, uh, you know, concept. Android, we understand, uh, almost requires specs because it just sucks so much. I mean, just <laughs> the operating system and the applications that people download. It just, that's why the batteries last like 15 minutes after a charge because. Um, these specs are actually draining the battery. You know, you look at the screen resolution, you look at the screen size, you look at the number of apps people use and all the stuff that are running simultaneously. And you think they'd want to combat that so that they could mine our data right. longer, you think right? You would, you would bring down the specs and tell, you know, the developers, optimize your apps. Stop demanding so much, you know, processing power. Stop demanding so much of these things. No, they just keep adding octa-core. I don't know what the next is for 16, 32 core, <laughs> you know, 15 billion gigs RAM. It doesn't I'd buy matter. I'd buy your, 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 your phone's going to last five minutes. Here's the thing, and, though. This is, this is something that Samsung did to the marketplace, right? They really yeah. elevated that spec war. And the thing is, this is exactly how they did it with their televisions and with the rest of their electronics. Now it's a 70-inch 1080p plasma, right. or, you know, whatever it may be. That was the kind of jargon that the consumers in, who understood a little bit about electronics would go yeah. for. So you take the that same kind of modeling for smartphones, and you, there you are. But James, you know what the tragic thing is? Is that people bought into it. Like I look at these hardcore BlackBerry fans, they're like, BlackBerry needs to put out like a spec'd out, you know. I'm like, no, they don't. If you actually understand what QNX does and what BB10 represents moving forward, it's about efficiency. It's about doing a lot with a little. And um, I, it's just mind blowing that some of these guys really think that a spec'd out future-proof whatever device is going to save BlackBerry, it's like false. I don't, I don't know, Jubei, because as the OS grows, the hardware ages. 
So like, let's look at the Z10. Dolan's on it right now, and he can attest to this. If the device ha was a little bit more future-proof in terms of the specs, he'd still be using it even more happily than he is now, right? Because, it, again, specs are not everything. I definitely don't think that they're, they should be the reason you buy something. It should be the experience. But to say that a Z10 runs as well as a Passport is a fallacy. The Passport runs very well oh, on the specs Absolutely, has. absolutely. Yeah. I just, um, I, I'm, I'm talking specifically towards the idea that the hardcore BlackBerry fan base believes that if BlackBerry were to put out this insanely specced phone, that it will resurrect the company. Yeah. Like, I, no, that's not happening. Just an all-touch would resurrect it. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was uncalled for. <laughs> I, I couldn't agree with Jubei more. I, I, I understand where he's getting at with this. Cause, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm currently using a Z10. It's running 10.3.2, and it runs really, really well. The battery stinks, but we all know that. Um, but, okay, specs are important. Yes, specs are important. But there's no way that if BlackBerry put out an octa-core phone with 8 gigs of RAM and a 4K screen and all of this, people are not just going to go, oh, look look at BlackBerry. They have this really awesome phone. I'm going to go buy it. Right, no. I'm going to drop my, my Google and my, and my Apple phone that I've invested, you know, 10 years of my life and hundreds yeah. of dollars in that. Hundreds of dollars in the app ecosystem and iTunes and all of that. I'm just going to drop all of that and walk away and go to BlackBerry. Yeah, right. At the end of the day, it's still BlackBerry 10. You know, they, If they're not pushing out BlackBerry 10 and marketing the BlackBerry 10 in the way that it wants, it's still BlackBerry 10, no matter how many specs you throw behind it. That's, that's the thing. It, it still carries all the, all the exact same perceived problems that BlackBerry 10 has. You know, even if it's running a quad-core processor or whatever. And it's funny because from a consumer standpoint, they'll have taken the, the, the specs that matter most and actually got them up to par with the competition. So they're taking the, the camera, right? They're taking the screen. And the two things that, you know, you would want to be high-spec will be high-spec. What about you, Matt? Do you feel like specs play a, a, a big role on these devices? Or are you on Jubei's side where really just give me a solid, solid experience? Uh, I'm more on Jubei's side, actually. Um, I will say, I will like kind of tip my hat to two specs, however. like Specs do drive things and do future-proof them for sure. Um, I can actually attest to that on some of my older like tablets and stuff that I test you know some apps on and stuff like that they just they just can't keep up and you know they're just such a, so expensive to like upgrade and keep up to date but I will say that if like my older devices if they if they can like my Z10 and my Q10 and all that great stuff if they can continue to give me a solid experience for like year over year I have no problem using it and I honestly think that form factor and the software and the experience is what really drives somebody wanting to keep a device for years and you know, past contract dates even, you know, and that, that that's a big thing kind of to hit, so. And that's a big thing for BlackBerry users specifically, right? They buy that device and they will use it into the ground, so it's <laughs> yeah. a, a great well, point. Well, I mean, you know, in, in, in fairness, James, BlackBerry devices are notorious for lasting for years. I mean, you look at the legacy devices, there's still people holding on to that. that yeah, that's why we still discuss system access fees on the oh, earnings report. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, if anyone's held a passport, I mean, legitimately, I'm holding this for like four or five years. Easy. <laughs> Cradling it in your arms. I'm holding you. <laughs> they just make really solid devices. I, I don't, you know, you don't hear BlackBerry devices people tossing them after 12 months or trading them up, you know, 
because the next thing came out. That, that's not really a, a trend. To that point, I just have one quick story, which is rather amusing, and you guys will probably laugh, but I forget exactly when it was. The other, I'll say the other night, just for the sake of simplicity. The other night, I was sitting here, I was doing some work, and I decided to get up and, and take a walk outside. So I grabbed my passport off the table. We have a patio door, a clear patio door, like a sliding door that you can go out of. And for whatever reason, I totally walked right into that patio door. <laughs> Didn't open it up. Just totally walked right into it. And was this downstream? <laughs> and I had my passport in my hand, and my passport just went flying right out of my hand because, like, I was I was looking at something on my phone. So when I hit the window, it just went boom, right out of my hand. And, it, and we have like tile flooring and stuff like that. My passport, um. Five nine, so it fell the majority of the way down on its own, and there wasn't even a mark on it or anything like that. I just picked it up. I'm like thinking to myself, Jesus, I hope that screen's not broken, or you know, there's no marks on it or anything like that, because I'm one of those people where if there's like a mark, any sort of mark, it, it will bother me and bother me and bother me, and I just I can't deal with it, right? And you know, I picked up my passport. It was absolutely fine. I'm like. Whew, that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've dropped my uh, passport in public a few times, and um, when I drop it, I have this such nonchalant expression when it falls. Like, <laughs> everyone around me is like more... People like, oh, ooh. Yeah, everyone around me is more petrified than I am. I look at everyone's expression before I even bend down, just to look at their faces, like, and I just pick it up. You're like, and, and that's, okay. when the, that's when the camera zooms in and the ad starts. I'm like, Blackberry? Here's the thing, though. With these keyboarded devices, man, you drop them, and then four months later, you got double typing. You're like, where did this come from? So, not to jinx anyone who's dropped their phone, but, you know, there's some ramifications to be said, even with the hardware designs they have. This has been an issue for, even on legacy BBOS days. So, I, I would love to figure out or at least get some acknowledgement from BlackBerry of, is it a hardware, is it a software? It seems is it is a hardware thing, but is it drops that cause it? Is it just manufacturer defects? You know, I'd love to know more about it, because... It's frustrating. If you ever had a BlackBerry device that starts double typing on you, it's just it just makes you sad. It really does. I don't. I don't think they actually know. I think it's like for for some devices they can pin it down to like software. For other devices they can pin it down to hardware. So there's no there's no definitive answer to say yeah this will fix the problem. I think it's just one of those things that you know happens to occur for some people within the software and. You know, maybe an update will make it go away, and then for others, it, it, you know, maybe it's a hardware issue. You know, they got some Cheetos or something stuck in in their keyboard. Cheetos, and, man. You know? Cheetos. It's almost a Cheeto every time. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about we talked about the Venice, right? I'd, I'd I'd buy it with those specs. I would. I'd buy it in a heartbeat. In fact, oh, yeah. in fact, I'd probably buy it if it didn't have those specs. But that's 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 me, me just. You're a collector. You're a hoarder. We know that. Yeah, it's pretty bad, man. I need, I need to do some liquidation for sure. But we talked about the Prog, a rumored low-end BlackBerry device, maybe very similar in fashion to the Leap and or the Z3. But let's talk about the Q1 fiscal 2016 results. 
if you're looking for like an aggregated post with a little bit of analysis, we've put one up on Berryflow. But really, BlackBerry did a great job of highlighting the pros and cons as to this Q1 fiscal 2016 earnings call. Eric did a fantastic post on Inside BlackBerry, posted it yesterday, and it, and it is full and encompassing. 2,600 new enterprise customers, 60% of those were easy pass conversions that actually you know, signed up, started paying, so they're making that money. 40% of that was new customer wins, people coming in from the outside, some from even competitors. So actually solid growth coming through. Year over year, increased licensing, 137 million, a regrowth rate of 150% year over year. That is pretty impressive. That brings their cash position up to 3.3 billion, which is pretty awesome. A year ago, they were at 2.7. Again, that's a pretty significant growth, guys. I mean, that's, that's something not to look, be looked lightly at. Tons of new partners coming on, Care Partners, Chantum Health Alliance, Grand River, Trillium, and as well, Care. Working on the financial, working on the healthcare to go into those regulated industries and really start making some money. And as well, we saw a lot of more of BlackBerry going cross-platform. We've seen them kind of challenging their rival in the EMM space with Mobile Iron and AirWatch and pushing Bez as an enterprise mobility management tool, really getting it out there in front of corporate. So a lot of good stuff there. 45% of new enterprise customers for BlackBerry are using that software cross-platform. And that's huge. Think about that. Two years ago, maybe two or three years ago, it was all BlackBerry. It was all a closed ecosystem. Now 45% of their customers are using that software on other devices. You can clearly see where John Chen wants this to go, right? We want to go software. We want to go there hard. Bez 12, Android for Work, BBM Protected, all of these are cross-platform initiatives that are going to play a huge financial impact on quarters to come. And as well, they just keep bringing on more clients. The Watchdog acquisition, SecuSmart, Movertu, allows them to pile on customers in different uh, segments and regions. So very, very cool. One of the most interesting pieces, I think, as part of this earnings call, was that they did a lot of news announcements tied in. And Chris mentioned this a little bit earlier when talking about reestablishing the Foxconn partnership and also bringing in another uh, hardware manufacturer to work on bringing costs down. But I think the licensing deal, the cross-licensing deal with Cisco Systems is a very interesting move for them, especially because we've seen some things with Cisco Systems before in terms of the IoT space. Base QNX running on their high-capacity routers and as well some of their other cloud initiatives. So very interesting that Cisco will be paying BlackBerry for IP, but I wonder what BlackBerry gets on the other hand, you know? They, they, again, they were very vague about the terms and actual financials that go in here. Yeah, did they say it was private? Like they were not going to disclose it? Yep. They said uh, that they were unable to name some of what the contract had therein in terms of what, the, what is it a recurring royalty? Is it a yearly? Is it you know a buy? Right. You know, so there's, there's a bunch of different terms, and licensing is is kind of licensing is kind of framed. So there's certain models that you go for. It's just what which one did they go for, right? Or is it a modified hybrid of, of a couple licensing deals? This is again a direct correlation from the BTS uh, software solutions that they're working on to leverage their IP. Again, John Chen's looking at BlackBerry, and he's like, there are so many assets here. Let's start making some money off them. Certicom, another great example, right? This business division, the BlackBerry Technology Solution Division, is really working on leveraging out some of those uh, pieces of IP, working as well on um, you know, leveraging things like Paratech, that acquisition for Paratech Microwave and some of those transmitter technologies, getting that out there as well. 
winning friends and partners, 120 partners around the globe are reselling BlackBerry software and services. And enterprise resellers are including major carriers from Rogers to Orange to Bell, all the way to PTXL in Indonesia. So again, a global scale for which they're pushing this forward. And as well, the Center for High Assurance Computing and Excellence also has a couple colleges coming in to participate in the innovation there. But I think the real message here in terms of the earnings call is that software revenue is up, hardware sales are down. I want to hand the floor over to you guys. Do you think that hardware is something BlackBerry needs to get under control in terms of really trying to grow that side of the business? Or are they more looking to just break even in it so that it's not a detriment to them and they can still offer their end-to-end -end solutions? Again, how important is hardware? And, and Chris was mentioning a little bit earlier, they shifted a hundreds of million dollars out of that hardware segment over into the IoT and the security side. So again, what are some of you guys' thoughts? Do you think that hardware is going to play a prevailing role? We're going to see four devices a year or maybe less? Um, I, I, you know, he, he, Chen mentioned that devices will be coming out. I, I, I think, how do we uh, understand that there's going to be four every year? Did he mention that? Was that stated that they're going to be coming out with four every year? Well, technically, yeah, Mobile World Congress, or was it CES or Mobile World Congress, Chris? Uh, I think it was, it was Mobile World Mobile Congress. World. They mentioned four devices. Four now, devices. Now, that's, across, that's a fiscal year, right? So, right. really, it's okay. not going to be like by the end of 20, 2015, we're also going to have that first quarter into the next year where we may see... Okay, so, like, okay, so then our question is, like, is it sustainable, that, that, that four devices a year? Uh, a year? Um, so... Off the bat, I want to say I love it. Uh, the one statistic uh, that I loved a lot was that 20% um, of their uh, revenue was coming from their software services, and I want that to, like, triple. You know what I mean? I mean, that's yeah. just a great encouragement. So does Chen. <laughs> wants it to quintuple. It will. It will, and I know that because they're doing so many incredible moves right now that, you know, that's going to pan out years down the line. Where it's all gonna like you know converge and make Critical sense. Everyone's, everyone's at, at, you know minds are gonna go off like a light bulb. Like holy, BlackBerry's been like diabolically planning this for years, and I missed <laughs> it. So, um, yeah, I just want to get that away. That that's really cool. As far as the hardware, I think uh, Chen has kind of reimagined the hardware division into. Um, I think right off the bat, the plan is to at least break even. Yeah, they have to. Um, I don't think he's going to be like, well, we're going to try to make it profitable. Just at least stop bleeding. You know, if as long as you stop bleeding, um, you're okay um, for a certain amount of time before then you got to swing that into a next phase of profitability. Um, it kind of seems touch and go with them. I, I think that with some of these devices that they put out, um, they are almost. Um, responding to how the market and what these emerging markets or whatever these um, market-specific devices are doing. I think they're going to push, move forward with the Passport device. You know, they're going to say, okay, this is this was a great response. I think we're going to keep this as a staple. Um, when you look at the Z3, if you look at the Leap, I think they're going to respond accordingly and make those adjustments on the fly. I don't think Chen is sitting right here and it's like, all right, for devices annually, um, 
it's going to be this, 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 and this. I think he's going to kind of see where he's going to play to the strengths, and that's why we're starting to see like this whole Samsung BlackBerry romance going on, where um, you know there's a possible hybrid in the works, you know, the slider, whatever, it, uh, whatever it is that they have, um, because obviously he wants it to be profitable. But I know for a fact, like BlackBerry devices are not going anywhere because they play a critical role um, as far as what BlackBerry offers uh, to companies. You know, they have the full end-to-end, um, you know, solutions, mobile solutions, and it's very compelling. I mean, it's just it's it's an awesome experience, software, everything that they offer is just you know second to none. So they're going to keep that intact forever. As far as the other stuff, um, I think it's going to be kind of touch and go moving forward and trying to see where it is that they are successful in and what devices, you know, and it could be regional as well. We've seen that. They'll, they'll just release devices in certain regions and not in North America. So, uh, what, what about you, Dolan? Do you think there's a propensity there for BlackBerry to a... <laughs> <laughs> I have to. And, and Jubei mentioned, you know, BlackBerry 10 devices aren't going anywhere. They're not leaving this, this, the shelves. Is that what you're saying, Jubei? <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Yo, man, that's a double, that's double statement right there. <laughs> no, I, um, good points, good points. I, I just want to reiterate a couple of things. Um, in the Greater Kitchener-Waterloo Water, Chamber of Commerce interview that, that Chen did, I think, back in May, um, he said a few things that he actually reiterated in yesterday's call and, and uh, shareholder meeting that I just want to bring to light. Uh, well, first of all, there should be no question in anyone's mind now that BlackBerry is a software and services company that also happens to make smartphones. Yep. Let's, just, let's just get that out of the way. Um, and and there's there's still a lot of people that are you know tech blogs and and Wall Street analysts and all of this that are treating BlackBerry as a smartphone company. Right. They are not a smartphone company. They are a software and services company that makes smartphones. Let's make that clear. Um, and th I mean that was just the resounding takeaway from from yesterday's events. Um, and it should have been really over the past couple of years if any. But he's paying attention. Exactly. Um, but 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 I digress. But so no, Chen, please. <laughs> I mean, not but that it won't help don't anyway. Don't digress. But, don't digress. No, no. Um, so um, some of the things that Chen talked about. So he talked about hardware, and he's been talking about hardware for the, the past couple of months in this context. Um, hardware, he says, is important for brand recognition. It's just an iconic part of the company. So it's, it's an important, he says, hardware is an important business. They're not making money in it right now. They're losing money, but it's an important business for that reason. And also because it allows them to offer a complete end-to-end -end security solution from server to handset. And it allows them to control that entire process. For any company that's interested in security, they need to control that entire process. So making handsets makes sense for BlackBerry. So I, I believe that Chen is committed to making the hardware business work. I, I believe he is. And, but he also the, this idea of you know, four handsets a year, I agree with Jubei's analysis on that. I think they're adjusting, they're tweaking here and there. Chen mentioned yesterday the Passport has seen some really solid uh, and consistent sales numbers. The Classic, he said, they're still looking at that. 
they, you know, they're not, they're not sure yet, but it appears to be upticking. The leap, he said, it's too early to tell. They, they don't know yet. They're still looking at that, and they still, I mean, they've just released it in several markets fairly recently, so that they're still waiting for the reper repercussions of that. But I fully expect Chen to adjust and tweak here and there based on what the feedback is. I think that if they if they play their cards right, the slider could be a really really solid device in terms of sales. I think well, it could. That's what I have said about every single BlackBerry ten device. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if they get that Q five marketing man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he mentioned they were going to focus a little more on handsets, but we'll you know talk, talk is cheap. So, but um, but I think they're committed to hardware. I don't think that we're going to see smartphones, BlackBerry smartphones, disappear anytime soon. Um, what operating system they're running or how that looks, you know, two, three years from now is anyone's guess. But BlackBerry 10, BB10 will still be around. Um, and I'm, I was encouraged. I mean, there's, there's so much more ground to cover from, from yesterday's events. But I came away really encouraged, feeling good about where the company is. And um, Chen has saved the company. Oh, Chen, yeah. has, I, I, Chen, I, I, Chen has saved the company. There, uh, Dallin, is that for all, for everyone that's uh, that, that's watching right now, um, all the reports that were announced, no surprise. There were no surprises. It was going exactly according to plan. Everything mm -hmm. was kind of anticipated. So it was really great to see. That and the really, the, the software revenue was actually a surprise, right? We we weren't expecting that much money this early. So it's good to see that uptick. Yeah. And as, as Dallin mentioned. John Chen has saved the company, and that is his gift to you, Dallin. So happy birthday. You celebrated, <laughs> that was my birthday yesterday. You celebrated so. that yesterday, so I wanted to yeah. make mention. You can tweet him at, at Dallin Crump. Send him some birthday wishes for sure. And presents. Yeah, your, your presents are on the way. I sent you a little, <laughs> I sent you a little swag bag. So. Oh, nice. But what I'll about send you a you? video of me crumping. <laughs> crumping it. I hope there's no ladies watching. Um, I'm going to go viral for sure. <laughs> what about you, Matt? What are some of your thoughts on the prospectus for BlackBerry? Do you see them being a predominant software player, like a really strong software player? It's funny because when we look at John Chen and his background, the turnaround he made for Sybase was a software-based one. So I wonder if he knows how to turn around a hardware company, right? He seems to be falling back on what he knows, and I know how to make money off software, right? And the assets I have, I can do that with. But imagine if he was a CEO of a different flavor and we had a different change of tides. Do you think John Chen can show us, Matt, that devices can be successful and that he will make them so? He's talked a lot about BBM. He's talked a lot about getting devices on point. But it seems that software was his first focus. Do you think we're going to get that, that other focus, Matt? Um, I can definitely see him kind of maybe working toward that focus. Um, I definitely agree with Jube there in saying that he is kind of trying to feeling it out, and that would actually make sense in that maybe he has the experience with turning around uh, a software company, and so he, you know, kind of the first thing he did was try to get, you know, the BBM cross-platform and, you know, try to get all that stuff fixed up and make sure we have some great software solutions. But then trying out the hardware is a way for him to, you know, you're kind of riding off of the, the, the success of the software to a degree, and then you're feeling out the different, the different types of hardware, like your low-end devices, your, your sort of unique form factors like the Passport and stuff like that. And maybe even this year, uh, like through all the rumors in that, we're going to see some sort of Android device possibly from them or something to that effect. And that would be definitely in line with that. Um, it, it, would, it, would, it would honestly just make sense to me. Um, on another side point, actually, um, I can definitely see 
the slider as an example, um, it would be an amazing uh, device for both an Android or a BlackBerry lover, if you would think about it. And that would be a great way to test the waters in even saying like, oh, maybe maybe through you know some sort of BlackBerry link or some other solution, you plug in your device and you 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 select Android or or BlackBerry, and then that gives them a little bit of analytics in terms of oh, how many people are jumping on the the Android bandwagon, how many of them are jumping on the BlackBerry bandwagon. And that would make sense in, in, in that term. And it's, a, and it's the native resolution. It's widescreen, right? So it makes it, it's a little bit easier than I would say to do Android on, on something like a Passport. So that's a, that's a very good point. It's a very, very good point. And even still, to that end, we have the Android apps and, like, the touch-sensitive keyboard works in them, right, it, depending on how the app is built. So you're right. It's kind of a either way. It could be pretty great. Chris, what about you, man? What's, you, 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 it's funny because every time we bring Chris on, I feel like he's – He's like four steps ahead of us in terms of what he's looking at and how he feels. You, you just get so much from the community in terms of their perspective. And, of course, you have your own, and you're, you're, you're pretty focused on what you want from BlackBerry. I mean, so, at this point, I, I realistically don't have anything to add outside of what Dallin said. You know, people need to essentially realize that BlackBerry is moving towards software and, you know, Hardware is still going to play a big role in the BlackBerry solution, but it, it's not their main focus at this point in time. And eventually they may return back to having that dedicated focus on the actual hardware solutions, but right now is not the time. You know, John Chen has, has basically said it uh, numerous times, and pretty much for like a year and a half now, he's he's been repeating it. It's just no one is actually no. listening. Like, even even amongst BlackBerry users themselves, such as us, you know, there's still those those people who are not visualizing BlackBerry as a software solution company at this point in time. And, you know, it, it needs to change. People need to realize that. They need to, to get that message out there. And I think, and, and I spoke to this a little bit earlier, I think part of that problem or at least that that clarification that lack of clarification comes from the fact that Chen still has to recognize that hardware is important you know it it, it almost seems as though that he's doing a little bit of double talk and might not necessarily be clear on what it is that BlackBerry is doing so I think that that creates a little bit of confusion I'm not saying he's not clear I'm, I'm saying that in the words that he chooses to use by by still stating that hardware is a big part, it causes confusion amongst a lot of BlackBerry customers and the tech blogs and stuff like that. It's not that he's not being clear, it's just that, you know, it, it it's a little bit of a, a weird message to, to say, yeah, we're a software services solutions company, but we still kind of care about hardware. You know? well, it, and it's easy for people to latch onto that and say, oh, so they're going to do smartphones. Yeah. And they're gonna, you know, and, and, yeah. and, and that, that keeps the, the hardware conversation going. I think that's why it's so hard for people to visualize BlackBerry as the software services solutions company because there is still that mention there of hardware and people really, like like Dallin said, people really latch onto that and you know, it, it's something that ha has been in play for a long period of time so even the slightest hint of it keeps that conversation going and it, it lacks lacks that clarity there but yeah. you know, even, even in the press release, you know even in the press release for for the earnings report, 
it basically says BlackBerry is a software and services solutions company. This is what we've been working toward. This is the goal that we're building out. And right now they're in phase two of it. And if we look at, at some of the slides, I know uh, I know you were showing them earlier, um, you know, they they have, have three-step process at this point in time right now, and they, they pretty much completed the, the second part, and they're moving into the third part right now. And hopefully they'll they'll continue with it. I just I just really wish that people would would realize the software aspect of it more so than what they are now because we realize it, we see it, we see that it's happening. We we're reading in between the lines, but you know there's there's still those people that just don't get it, and you know it's it's unfortunate that they don't get it, but hopefully you know with with repetition <laughs> it will it will actually actually sink in but you know repetition is the key to learning chris so i would wholeheartedly agree with you you mentioned three core priorities and i i've pasted them here onto the screen for us this is the guidepost for the next 18 months and you'll notice achieve device profitability is the bottom option yeah. there it's expand cross platform software services let's get our software on point Let's become synonymous with mobile security and privacy so that we can secure the IoT of the future. And with that, we will begin connecting and achieving device of profitability through different pieces of hardware and different means. I want to come back to the conversation because when we look at the cycle BlackBerry has been on, it's a cycle because of their enterprise focus that is not a four- or five-year cycle. It's really a cycle that spans a decade. And when Torsten Hines brought BlackBerry 10 out, he says, this is a platform that will last us 10 years. That is why we took the time to build it, period, point blank, right? This is something we can use for the future. If you look at BlackBerry in its early, early, early days, I'm talking before it was BlackBerry, before it was Research in Motion, before 1999, what was BlackBerry? They were a software services company. Yeah. They were putting their software on other people's hardware. And then they're like, huh. Maybe we should just build our own. And then the pager and then the RAM, bam, there it is, right? This cycle will repeat itself. And we are, I think, as I've said in many editorials previously, BlackBerry 10 is early to that cycle change. They're getting ahead of the curve for where they need to be in terms of where this market is really going to move. With that said, I think we need to wrap it up here, guys. We've, we've ranted far too, too long on this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, appropriately, though, you know? Absolutely. It's appropriate. I, I think that the community that watches this, the message needs to come out loud and clear that we're talking about a business corporation. They're interested in one thing, BlackBerry. Profit. Money. That's it. And they're going to uh, position themselves to make it. You're not going to agree with all the changes. <laughs> we may not agree with the changes, correct? But you know what? They're going to find a way to make money. That's it. They're not here to 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 stroke the uh, uh, the past. Uh, you know, to to, to uh, you know all the the old school legacy device. All those people holding on to their you know old. Forget it. They they're not here for you. They're here to make money. And you should be really encouraged and really happy at the direction that Chen is taking the company. And there's a lot of exciting things to look forward to. Indeed. We have a security summit coming July 23rd or 4th. 23rd, right? Security summit, BlackBerry, New York. It would be pretty interesting to see what goes on there. should be some exciting things. Hopefully they'll talk about some things. I mean, I believe last time they announced the acquisition of SecuSmart at that security summit. So... 
We have some interesting things coming ahead. I really appreciate having everybody on. For our Are we going to have Dallin say the last thing? What was uh, Chen's closing uh, slide? Yeah, so Chen said in, in, in the shareholder meeting, we have great technology, and if we put our minds to it, we can win. The end. The end. Drop the <laughs> mic. <laughs> That's it. That's all it takes. It's really all it takes. And I think that, that focus has been something that's severely been lacking, right? Maybe maybe Heinz was a little bit too hard on hardware and took us a little bit away from our core, core market base where, where we really are out to make the money. Really appreciate having you guys on as always. Chris, Jube, your insight is phenomenal. Love the perspective. Dallin, Matt, good to have you guys on. I'm glad we were able to accommodate a Wednesday stream and get you guys on for some face. Dang, I said it again. Some air time. <laughs> some air. Glad to be here. Glad to be here, James. Yeah, it was great. Thank you. Absolutely. We will catch you guys next week. Four days, actually. This Sunday, we're going to have another stream. Get right back on our Sunday grind. Everybody, cheers. We'll see you soon. Take, Take care. care.